The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, The tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of heaven ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's sermon. So, there is a comic strip, a cartoon, that was kind of a big deal when I was a kid. Some of you maybe have heard of Charlie Brown. Have you heard of Charlie Brown? He was this kid that miraculously never grew any hair. (laughs) Not entirely certain what that story was about. But there was a character in this comic strip, his name was Linus. And Linus went everywhere with a blanket. He had a blanket everywhere he went. Sometimes we have blankets when we're little, sometimes when we're sad, or maybe when we're afraid, a blanket that somebody that we love has given us can make us feel good. And our quilters here at Grace have made all kinds of blankets. Do you see them all over the front here? And it's for an organization called the Linus Project. And these blankets are going to go all over the place. Over four, uh, almost four million of them have been made, not just here at our church, but all over the place. And they are going to children who have a difficult time at home, or maybe are sick, or maybe they've had an injury and are in the hospital. Something that they know, someone who loves them even if they don't know them, 
have something they can hold on to that will help keep their hearts warm and keep them healthy and whole. And so we're very excited about all of these that we're about ready to package up and send on to the Linus Project. So what I was hoping is that we could say a prayer here to bless these before we send them. Can you guys fold your hands for me? We'll close our eyes. Gracious God, there are times in this life when we can be scared or hurt or sick, and we ask that these blankets would bring a sense of your warmth and peace, that those children who might be in those situations might feel held by you. Amen. I would like to ask if there are any quilters here at this service. Could you stand up? Would you be willing to? Thank you. We have a few. Excellent. Thank you. So after church today, you'll have to ask your parents about Charlie Brown, because they know him. (laughs) You can go back to your seats now. Today's gospel text that we have is uh, very simple in some ways and very awkward in, in many ways. It's a, it's a curious reading. It's one of these little simple phrases that gets read and we say, oh, right, that. In the text for today, we have to remember that we're following up on a very dramatic story. For those of us who have this Sunday school image of Jesus where he's always walking in slow motion and he's always a little out of focus and his hair is always very neatly blow-dried as he goes everywhere around. The scene right before this one is where he makes a whip out of leather and starts driving people out of the temple, knocking over tables and throwing money all over the place. Then he has the guts to come back the next day. (laughs) which is today's text. He shows up again at the temple, and as you kind of could imagine, if something like that happened at a church, that uh, the ushers, in a sense, are kind of excited because this guy has come back. So, it's good to see you. (laughs) Why are you here? (laughs) By whose authority are you in this place? Who sent you? It's kind of a... Simple question, and at the same time, a rather big one. In my wallet, I have this little card that in the corner says, 2011-2012, Reverend Matthew A. Smuts is certified as an ordained minister of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. So at a moment's notice, in a crisis, I can rip this out and show it to any authorities around to demonstrate. Vicar Ivor is laughing. (laughs) It's official. So in 15 years, I've pulled it out this many times. But I, I get a new one every year, in case. In case it's needed. I can prove. 
So Jesus kind of toys with them, as he often does. I tell you what, I'll answer your question if you answer mine. And he asked them about John's baptism, and we get this back and forth. Well, if we answer this way, it looks this If we answer this, ah, so we don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to answer you. And then we get this story. The simple story, right? It's a father who has two sons. He goes to the first son. I need you to go out into the vineyard and work. And the first son says, I will not. Now, I don't know what the house was like that you grew up in. That would not have worked at my house. (laughs) As the first son, when my father would have come in and said, Son, we're mowing the lawn today. (laughs) The answer of, I will not, uh, would not have worked. (laughs) There's a strong sense of shame. How do you answer that way? And, you know, the parables are to be read fairly simply and straightforward. And this text is, well, why did he add, that wasn't nice, and the father, why did he take that as an answer? There's all these questions. And the text just moves on, ignoring those questions. And it's interesting to me that the son, instead of saying, I will not, and not going out and work, in fact, does go out and work. Now, being the oldest son, I like this part of the story. Where the oldest son goes out and does what he is told to do, even if he was rude up front. But that's not where it ends. The second son, of course, we get the story, I will go, sir, but then doesn't. So where does that leave us? One of the parts of the story that we gloss over quickly is the same part of last week's story that we glossed over quickly. So last week's story, we have a a landowner who has a vineyard, right? Goes out and gets the workers, some in the morning, some at noon, some later in the day. They all get paid the same. What's the story about? The story is about bringing in a crop from the vineyard. That's what the story is about. So the story for today, we have the son who says no, but then goes. We have the son who says yes, but doesn't. And what's this story about? The story is about bringing in a crop from the vineyard. That's what the story is about. It's not how the son treated the father. It's not why the father accepted that kind of abuse from the son. At the end of the day, there was a crop to be brought in. And so the right answer is the son who went out to work. Okay. So now we get to the awkward part. The religious leaders are standing there with all of these people there to listen to Jesus, and this is where he turns to address them. Or let me rephrase that. This is where Jesus turns to address us. Us. When we read the Scriptures, it's easy for us to look back 2,000 years and say, well, you know, this is a great story about those people back then. Back then, when there were bad guys and there were good guys. But we're the good guys now, so they're, you know, it's, it's okay now. But I don't think the story is that simple. The story is about the religious leaders and insiders. Us. 
And the story is also about those that the religious leaders and insiders thought were on the wrong side of God. We could probably all come up with our own list of people. Maybe it would include tax collectors and prostitutes. I don't know. But we would all have our own list. It's interesting. These are the people in this text that went out to hear John the Baptist preach. They were the people who by their lifestyle said, no, I will not, but heard God's message through John and in fact turned and went into the vineyard to work. The religious leaders and insiders were the ones who said, yes, I go, sir. But then Jesus challenges us. Have we in fact gone to work? It's an interesting thing. It's, it's a hard question for us. We get into this space for one hour in a week and it all makes sense. And then we step outside and we show up back at work, at home, at school, at the store, and it's far less clear to us. We like things that are clear, right? Things that kind of submit themselves to spreadsheets and laboratories. Yes, no. This makes sense. It's reasonable. It's rational. But Jesus is not something that gets lent to those kinds of tools. Like other things. Like grief. Art. Music. Love. You know those unimportant things of life. That we don't shape our entire existence around. The thing to me that's interesting in this story is that God is calling us to work. The expectation is that there is work to be done in this world and we are being called. The other piece of this story that I think is important for us to remember is our own list of who is in and who is out is not our list to make. God draws all. The other piece with that, though, that I think is interesting is the expectation that when Jesus Christ encounters us, we are not left the same. The tax collectors and the prostitutes, their lives were changed as our lives are changed. Maybe not in exactly the same moment or fashion as we might expect, but nonetheless, when God calls to us, our lives are different. So I would encourage you to hear this text reminded that God calls us to participate in God's work in this world, making a difference in the lives of those who are hurting. And that it is not our list to make as to who is in and who is out. But all are called. And we are called to share that message with the entire world around us. Amen.